Jesus is completely and totally able to take down the giants in our lives. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and today on the show we have Louis Giglio, and he has got a message entitled, Goliath Must Fall. We're going to be listening to many clips of this series over the next few weeks because it's really good at reminding us of who God is and who he made us to be. I hope you enjoy this message. Here's Louis. So day after day after day after day, this trained army of the people of God, God's chosen people under King Saul, would sit on the mountainside, come to their battle positions, get ready to fight, get their armor, get in their positions, and then absolutely be shut down by one guy because he's nine feet tall and he's intimidating them, taunting their God, demoralizing them, harassing them, putting fear in their lives. And the scripture says when he would speak, they would literally like shake in their armor. He put that kind of fear in them. Isn't that sad that God chose these people He called them his own. He gave them his presence. He went before them with a a pillar of fire in the day and cloud, I mean, cloud in the day and fire at night. He had put the Ark of the Covenant in their midst. He met with them in the tent of meeting. I mean, God had come and done miraculous things time and time again for his people, but they somehow just didn't get it. They didn't understand that God was all powerful. And if they would just trust him and follow him and lean into him, that they would have access to that power in their life. So here's the people of God who've seen the power of God cowering because of a nine foot tall giant. Now, granted, I've never fought a giant before. I've never really fought another human being before, you know, at at this stage of life. And and I don't, I can't say that I would go up against a nine foot guy, but but I probably would, you know, if the situation was right. And if he or she had threatened the the people that I love, I might take a shot at it too, you know, but but nobody was willing to enter into the fray. So every single day, the people of God are shut down by one voice. What an amazing thought. Think about what they've seen, what they've experienced in life. And they're letting one nine-foot guy shut down the entire army of God. But one day, David, little David, the shepherd boy, comes to bring supplies to his brothers who are in the army. And he comes up from his father, and he brings the supplies, puts them at the supply depot. The, the army is out in battle position. And so he says, where are my brothers? He said, they're, the, the guy there said they're already out in battle position. He said, well, I'm going to go check on them. So little David goes out to the front lines, and he finds his brothers. And they're kind of like, oh, my gosh, here he comes again. Here he comes again. They're looking across you know, the valley, ready for Goliath to come out. And at that time, just as David's saying hello to them, Goliath comes out, and he starts terrorizing and taunting the people of God. And David, I mean, just like... Bang, perks up, and he's like, what in the world is going on? And this giant is saying, who are you? You, you people who are putting your trust in, in the God of Israel. Let's know God. Our God is bigger than your God. And he's just terrorizing and taunting them. And David's heart just bursts inside of him. And he asks his brothers, he's like, what is going on? And who is this joker? I mean, that's not what it says in 1 Samuel, but that's the implication. He's like, you know, who is this guy? And what is he talking? What is he talking this about our God? And they're like, yeah, well, this is Goliath. And he comes out every day and does this. And nobody wants to fight him. And nobody wants to deal with him. And the little kid says, well, I'll fight him. 
And that's why they tell the story in Vacation Bible School, because at that moment, everybody scoots up to the edge of their seat. Even if they know the story already, they're like, oh, this is going to be good. Little bitty scrawny kid, shepherd boy shows up, and he's going to fight nine foot tall dude with 125 pounds of armor on and and a spear and a rod and a javelin and a shield bearer and his big helmet on. And he's just fierce, breathing fire, probably stunk, hasn't bathed, awful, uncouth, probably had the toe fungus. And I mean, he's coming out there, you know, and everybody's just shaking and a little kid shows up and says, come on, nobody will fight him. Nobody. He's been 40 days in this business right here. I will fight him. And his brothers are like, you have lost your mind. You need to get out of here. But David hadn't lost his mind because David had been tending the sheep with God. He had been worshiping God in the, in the pasture. He'd been singing some of the Psalms that are in this scripture in the pasture, even as a teenage boy. He had defended the flock and seen the power of God in his life. He said, you know, one time a bear came and grabbed one of my sheep and I took my shepherd's rod and I beat the ever living daylights out of that bear. And then I grabbed it by its hair and killed it. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. He said, God gave me the power to do that. And I did. And so he wasn't afraid. And finally, word trickled up to Saul. There's a kid here, and he wants to go at Goliath. And Saul said, bring him to me. So he brought him in, and he told him the story about the bear. And he said, and one time there was a lion, and it grabbed a sheep. And I took my rod, and I just crushed that lion and grabbed my sheep back. And then I grabbed that lion and killed the lion with my bare hands. By the power of God, he made that really clear. By God's power, I killed a bear and a lion. And Saul was like, okay, that's pretty good resume material right there. We're going to let you have a go at Goliath. You're going to get a turn. Nobody else wants a turn. You want a turn. You're going to get a turn, but we're going to put some armor on you first. So Saul put a couple pieces of his armor on and poor David, you know, he couldn't hardly walk with the armor on. So he's like, this isn't going to work for me. I don't think I'm going to be able to work at this. We have to take this off. So he takes the armor off and says, I got to do it this way. And out of that river brook, he takes five stones in his sling, puts the stones in his shepherd's bag. And he goes out to face this giant. And you know the rest of the story. I wish we could build it up and it had a different ending. Like, and he pulled out a bazooka and he shot him in the leg and then one leg went off and then he came around and put him in a, you know, big wrestling move and choked him out, you know, and tapped him out. Everybody knows what happened. With one stone, he took down the giant and the giant fell at his feet. Dead. Why is this story a major backdrop for the Christian faith. Is it so that we could have an incredible camp message? Is it so we could have an awesome flannel board talk for kids? Or is it because God wanted us to know that it is possible for nine-foot-tall behemoths in our lives that taunt and intimidate us day after day after day and seem to put the fear in us can go down with one shot, they can fall. And so he puts this backdrop into our story. It's not the only backdrop in our story. I've been doing my Bible reading in Kings and Chronicles, and in Chronicles, I came across this amazing passage, First Chronicles chapter 20, uh, some more giants. I, I'd missed them maybe the first couple of times reading this whenever the last time I was in First Chronicles 20, but look at it with me in verse 4. It says, in the course of time, war broke out with the Philistines. So here we go again. War with the Philistines at Gezer. And at that time, Sibachai, the Hushathite, that's why we don't read this stuff, killed Sipai. So Sibachai killed Sipai. Okay, you got that? Sibachai 
took down Sippai. And here's who Sippai was. He was one of the descendants of the Raphaites, and the Philistines were then subjugated. Now, the Raphaites were the people that Goliath came from. He wasn't a one-off. He wasn't like some kind of a, you know, concoction in a laboratory gone wrong. He was a descendant of a line of giants. There was a whole slew of giants coming, the Raphaites, and here was another one, and this other one's name was Sippai, and he went down at the hands of Sibekai. So David killed Goliath, but Sibekai took down this other giant. So we got two giants down on the scene right now. And then in verse 5, in another battle with the Philistines, Elhanan, son of Jer, killed Lami, the brother of Goliath, the Gittite. I'm like, I forgot that Goliath's brother went down also. So there was two big giants in this family, and they both went down. God's not just interested in taking one giant down. He'll take all the giants down that are in our world. And so, bless their hearts, uh, Goliath's family lost two giants. And he had, Goliath the Gittite, had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod. And still another battle, verse 6. Don't you love this? Which took place at Gath. There was a huge man. This is what really fired me up for this series. With six fingers on each hand with the fungus and six toes on each foot. And then I love this for the math challenge people. 24 in all. He was a descendant from Rapha. So he was one of the giants too. But this guy kind of got a little genetic funkiness going on. And he had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each feet. So see him coming out at eight, nine, or 10 feet tall and holding up his hand with the spear and people going, oh my word, he's got six fingers. He's got an extra thumb on his hand. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. He's got an extra big toe on each foot. He has 24 fingers and toes. Yeah, and look what happened to him. He had 24 fingers and toes. He descended from Rapha in verse 7. And when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimea, David's brother, killed him. These were the descendants of Rapha in Gath, and they fell at the hands of David and his men. Second Samuel 21, there's another giant in the story as well. Four other giants besides Goliath went down. Why? Because God is wanting to give us a backdrop by putting an army that represents everything that is evil against the people of God who've been given everything they need to succeed. And in the battles, there were at times valiant men who would step forward and take the giants down. And that is the heart of Jesus for your life tonight. Jesus' plan and will for your life is not that you go home and accommodate an elephant in the room. A big, giant thing, something that has control of you, some bondage in your life, some attitude you can't shake, some character flaw that you can't seem to get over, some circumstance that's absolutely got a grip on you, some thought that's in your mind sunk its teeth into your thinking, and you can't shake it as you move through your day. That is not the will of Jesus for our lives. And Jesus wants to ensure us tonight that he is completely and totally able to take down the giants in our lives. It may look like some six-fingered, six-toed, furious, foaming 
fearless thing. And Jesus says, yeah, I just need you to remember that I put the backdrop in the story with a little kid named David so that you would know that whatever it is, it can, will, and must come down through the power of Jesus. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? You don't, you don't have to amen or clap. I'm just wanting to know, do you believe that Jesus is bigger than your giant? Because it has to start there. It has to start there. That little seed has to be planted right here and right now. Well, that was Louis Giglio, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Goliath Must Fall Part 1. In fact, you can listen to the entire series if you would like to, um, if you just search for Goliath Must Fall Louis Giglio on YouTube. Um, You can find out more about Louis at his website, louisgiglio.com, and you can buy his latest book, also named Goliath Must Fall. If you will, I would really appreciate it if you take a minute to share this podcast with your friends, as well as rate and review it if it has blessed you in any way. Well, that is all I have for you today, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Morning Moxie. I will see you again tomorrow for Fun Friday. Have a great day. God bless.